1: Hello, all of our listeners, and welcome to Stradia Lab, the East Coast's best podcast. George, how the hell are you?
0: Wow, I you know what? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'm okay. I have
1: something insane happened to me. Oh my god, please share this anecdote like a normal podcast.
0: Like here's the thing. Have I told you about my
1: subletter from hell? You have mentioned this evil subletter in the past.
0: Now for those who maybe have not kept in contact with me. Um I in in the month of November 2019, I um had to go to the city of Los Angeles for two months and had a week to find someone to sublet my apartment in Brooklyn, New York through a mutual friend of ours who shall remain nameless. Um, I found someone who allegedly was a family friend of hers and, um, seemed very sketchy, I will say, but I said, you know, this is a family friend. Like my friend was like, Oh, I know her aunt or, or like her, you know, her aunt knows my family. Like, that's how we got in touch. So I was like, you know what? This seems weird, but I'm gonna go with it. So she gets in touch. Then every time she says she's gonna come see the apartment, she either doesn't show up at all. Like the first few times, she just doesn't show up at all. And then the third time, finally, she's literally like two hours late and is lying to me the whole time. Like it's, it's literally like, I'm on the subway, I'll be there in 20 minutes. And then in like 30 minutes, I'm like, what's your ETA? And she's like, I'm getting on the subway. So clearly something's off. She comes to my apartment, suddenly has a dog, which is something she had not mentioned before. I say, you know what, it's fine. I think my building allows dogs, whatever. Comes there, then I say, can you pay me ahead of time? She says, well, there's this weird thing where I'm just like waiting for some money to come in. So, wait, what's that sound? I think, I think our
1: guest is flushing their toilet. True.
2: <laughs> no, I was just washing
1: my hands. I was washing my. Hands. Drew, don't wash your hands. <laughs> Drew, George Drew, is in we're the recording. middle of. A, sorry. <laughs> Drew, George Drew. is in the middle of an anecdote. Unbelievable. <laughs> we are literally recording. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Unbelievable. It's
2: terrible. I'm terrible. I'm so sorry. The point I'm is, dead.
0: she moved in. Literally, again, red flags everywhere. I mean, she says, Venmo doesn't work for me because, like, the company's out to get me. Then I say, well, let's do PayPal. She says, okay, then I don't hear from her again. Then I'm suddenly in L.A. talking to her once a week. Suddenly my landlord calls me, tells me that he thinks she's smoking indoors. Like, it's just nonstop, nonstop. Finally, she does not pay me. I get back to my apartment. I'm, after my trip to L.A., I'm texting her from the airport. I'm saying, Listen, I we agree that you would move out yesterday. I would like to go into my apartment and for it to be ready for me. She says, "Oh, sure, but like, what time are you going to be here?" And I'm like, "It doesn't matter what time I'm going to be there because you're so you were supposed to move out last night. I don't you you shouldn't be there still moving out today." She says, "Okay, but what time?" I say, "I lie to her and I say two hours ahead of what you know when I will actually arrive because I want her to be gone." Cut to me arriving at my apartment at like three a.m. from the airport. I open the door and she is on the floor using my bath towel to, I guess, clean the floor. So she's holding my bath towel, which is completely stained all over and attempting to clean the floor with it. Um, so I say, you need to leave right now. And then she leaves and then for the next, uh, and then starts the process of me trying to get her to pay me after she has already left the apartment. Oh, also when I entered, I realized that my window and my doorknob were broken. So in the time that she stayed there, she broke my window, which only recently got fixed, and my doorknob, so I was not able to open or close my door. Um, So then, this is now in, um, I think I got back early December. So she leaves, and then starts the process of me trying to get her to pay me, where every week it's a different excuse of like, oh yes, money is coming in, oh sorry, it's been a weird week, blah, 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 blah. And then at some point I'm like, well, I've literally been scammed by this person, Um, So I just have to accept that, celebrate it, and move on. And um, then, you know, every couple of months, I would get mad at this again and, like, text her and be like, just FYI, I'm still waiting for $1,700 from you. And she would ignore me. So, you know, I texted her once in January, once in March, once in May, completely ignored me. I then tried to get in touch through our friend with her aunt. And then her aunt sent a cryptic message that's like, you know, I would like to help, but I don't have the best relationship with my sister, um, so I don't feel comfortable uh, communicating with my niece. So the point is, it is now August 14th. I am, uh, I I, I traveled a few days ago to come visit my family. I'm in my parents' house, and I suddenly get a text from this person, someone who I have not spoken to in nine months, and the text just says, wait, let me find it. The text just says, hey, do you have Zeller Cash App? So she's going to pay you? Literally no recognition of the fact that she has been ignoring my text for nine months. No recognition of the fact that this was money that was owed to me like 11 months ago. Literally just a text that says, do you have Zeller Cash App? (laughs) (laughs) We we had agreed on PayPal before, so I just replied why does paypal not work and she says
1: i can't use it period i oh my god well she doesn't support peter Thiel. that's what it is right right, right.
0: so <laughs> so this is someone who for whatever reason cannot use venmo or paypal which are the two most popular you know um payment apps. banking payment apps <laughs> anyway finally i looked into zelle i signed up for it and then lo and behold she literally just paid me the correct amount yesterday no, without addressing it, and did and then literally didn't say like, well, there it is. Like, didn't even. I just got an email notification that she paid it. She didn't even uh-huh. text me to say like, I, you know, all good or like, we're settled up. She she still has not said anything along the lines of sorry or like, sorry for the delay. Literally, this like, I've been trying to get this money since since November. She has ignored me throughout and just out of nowhere paid me after nine months.
1: Wow, I mean. <laughs> hey i'm surprised she did it i feel like if i were like soft ghosting someone on rent i wouldn't then like be good a few months later i know I'd that's live, what that's like what's run. so good
0: but that's why it's even more chaotic than her just not
1: paying me she's a she's the joker she's what it's, the joker she, is based she literally
0: on. is a joker <laughs> i don't understand i mean it's so it's like I literally think it's scarier than if so. Because I had just given up on this. I was like, you know what? It's completely, you know, it's my fault. I literally ignored all these red flags. Someone literally came, lived in my apartment, broke the window and the doorknob, and then didn't pay me. You know, at some point you have to recognize, like, it's kind of your fault for inviting someone then into your apartment. Never did I expect that in nine months, out of nowhere, I would get a payment for the correct amount.
1: Wow. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I... This girl, I mean, she's a good person. That yeah. sounds like a good part. <laughs> That's Wait, weird, I, didn't, right? I also, That's I right? didn't
0: mention, there are so many other things where like, this is someone who clearly was unable to do anything like normally, like literally, it, I mean, it was just lie after lie after like weird, like misleading comment, like, and yet you're, I was like, what is your job? And she goes, oh, I do branding and event planning. i was like those like to be an event planner that means you have to be very organized i've seen that movie
1: oh yeah i mean was that a lie i don't know it's
0: so Uh. mysterious and i was like maybe you know i don't want to be kind of like if this is someone who's having money problems i don't want to be you know essentially like a landlord trying to collect rent from her but then i looked into i asked our friend and she was like no she literally like is rich and grew up
1: in park slope Oh, that sucks. Just she just didn't pick she didn't feel she like just, it.
0: I don't know that's the thing it, this whole thing
1: has left me absolutely rattled <laughs> I mean uh, that sounds um crazy I, okay, yep I, I'm like I'm sorry, I'm not better at reacting right now <laughs> um it it just feels like that was a really personal story, and it's sort of like. A, like it wraps up kind of nicely and it's just like, okay, okay that's the story. You what know? if
0: now like she sues me for defamation for talking about her on the podcast? I
1: mean, I think that would be queen status. I think we would have no choice. We would but have to stand, no choice but to stand. <laughs> I think, uh, I definitely think it is weird and bold of you to talk about her on the podcast. She's clearly unstable and I yeah. feel like that is dangerous territory. I don't want some Joker figure attacking me and my family. Um, that being said, I get that you need to vent. Um, I just wish you wouldn't use this podcast as an outlet to harm wow. and dock people. I did not <laughs> think this was going to turn, I did not
0: think I was going to get uh, scolded for this.
1: Yeah, George, I'm scolding you because you're abusing your power as a podcast host and it is about time somebody took you to task.
0: <sighs> wow. Well, did not expect, there, <laughs> I did not expect this intro to, to, to. to, to to have this kind of um, animosity up top. How are you, I guess?
1: Well, you know, <laughs> you know. I know for so long you thought you were too big to fail, so powerful that you could just change people's minds at the snap of a finger and, and make them bid your will. It's but, true, yeah. Um, but that reign of terror ends now. Wow, I did Um, not realize, I I honestly thought, you know, it's (laughs) interesting, I thought
0: in this story I was the victim, but you really make me realize that actually I somehow am the villain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if she's Joker, you are um, Two-Face, I want to say. Yeah. Sorry, I guess I recently watched the Batman movies. Which ones? Weirdly, like a lot of them. I watched, um, I don't, I'm not proud of this. Well, you Uh, probably watched Batman and Robin after Joel Schumacher died, is that correct? I that is correct actually uh and i watched the other one too batman forever Mm. and and then i watched um the dark knight yeah and uh and that's it actually but that actually feels like a lot
0: yeah no that's definitely more than i've watched in the past few months
1: if you're watching three batman movies in a month you've you've got an issue sure (laughs) Um, should we, um, I think we should actually introduce our guests. We should, but also
0: we should make a clarification, which is that this is the first time we are recording without any visuals. We are not on Zoom.
1: We are only recording audio. We are only recording audio. And if I can be completely honest, Uh I feel free. Do you?
0: I feel very constrained.
1: No, I feel like I can talk without your judgment. I feel, (laughs) I feel like I can just like go, 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 go. I really think. This well, is I guess
0: I'll believe that when I see it, because so far it's been pretty.
1: Uh, uh. Oh, you bitch! You were the. You, I'm sorry, I don't have a hilarious anecdote about a bad subletter.
0: Here's the thing with my anecdote about my <laughs> subletter: I'm already regretting it so much because I think. And listen, I'm a trained storyteller, and I think there is a way to tell that story that makes it so much more compelling. And as I was telling it, I was like, "This is a dud."
1: <laughs> well, and you like know, as I was as telling it, it, I was
0: like, oh, wait, the story is just that someone didn't pay me, but then they did. Great. In my mind, it's literally the most interesting thing that has happened <laughs> to me in the past two years.
1: I mean, I was, if I can be completely honest, as a listener, no, I yeah. was like, I was like, okay, I should be responding. I should be reacting. And I was like, there's actually not much to there's respond. There's not much to, to rea- No, you're right.
0: I mean, th- I'm. I'm now. It's now crystal clear to me that I really did think. I really did think because when you go through something like this, you know, subjectively, I mean, for me, it was nonstop. I mean, to be in LA and suddenly realize you're getting scammed, and knowing that someone is living in your apartment in New York, to come back in the middle of the night and find them, literally eyes bloodshot on the floor using your bath towel to, be, to clean your floors while their stupid little dog is barking at you. And then being at 3 a.m., like, please leave my apartment. And then being, it's like, what if she doesn't leave? You know, then she leaves. And then it's months of me trying to get literally $1,700, which is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Here's I mean, what I will say. It's enough money that I didn't, like, do things I would have. Like, that's a significant amount of money in your bank account.
1: Well, yeah, you were going to go to Cabo and now you can't. Right. And now I can't. I mean, and, and
0: once again, I mean, I've talked about my broken window before, but I've had a broken window for nine months because of
1: this person. Here's what I want to say, George. Here yeah. is what I want to say. You know, she may have almost scammed you out and lived in your apartment rent free, but I will say she's still scamming you because she is living in our podcast intro. Wow. Absolutely. Rent free. <laughs> Um, let's bring in our damn guest, because he actually Oh my actually god, you're obsessed paying-
0: with making me, with like, shutting me up because you don't want to hear me talk about my subletter anymore.
1: George, it's a boring anecdote. It literally, but, uh, you know what?
0: And thank CC- you for just saying it. Thank you for just saying what you've been thinking this whole time. After 20 minutes, I finally get some honesty. <laughs>
1: CC Chelsea Peretti, boring anecdote in progress. Unbelievable. Let's bring in our damn guest. You're like, literally,
0: let's bring in anyone else to say any other (laughs) words than George talking about a (laughs) sublitter. Meanwhile, I'm trying to process a trauma with my friend, I thought.
1: (laughs) George, we are co-workers. Get it through (laughs) your thick skull. (laughs) Well, you know, listen, even if we are co-workers,
0: maybe this is kind of like my version of Um, you know, water cooler talk, I'm just trying to relate to you with something. It is a story that is perfect for water cooler talk because it's like something everyone can relate with, like the indignity of being scammed. It's in no way like personal or talking about like, you know, my private life or my sex life. I mean, it's kind of the perfect, um, you know, story to like get a little small talk going.
1: George, I have never This is not a universal experience I have never been scammed I vet all of my subletters With a fine-tooth comb And you and have I, many At any
0: given time You have at least seven subletters Living with you in your up, one bedroom apartment
1: seven. Yes, of course and I mean, you,
0: you, Yeah, well you kind of divide up Your living room into little um, You know, five feet by five feet squares And then you rent each of them
1: Yeah, and I call it the, um, the Bushwick Lofts Right, yeah, and many have called you a, a, a slumlord. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs, right? Now that is really, really smart. Thank you. I learned it from my favorite show. Okay, Succession. that's enough of
0: you talking about your subletter. Should we bring in our guest?
1: <laughs> wow, you are so toxic. Yes, let's bring in our guest because I literally don't know what to talk about with you. Um, he, he is. There's no. Six,
0: listen. Six, he doesn't need. Six, he doesn't need an introduction. <laughs> is what I said. I, I was going to give him one though. I. Well. Okay. If you want to kind of do something unnecessary, be my
1: guest. This next guest is six foot four. No. He is fluent in upwards of four languages, and he is the CEO of Sony. Please <gasps> give it up for Drew Anderson. <gasps> Bonjour! oh my god are you? In? oh my
2: god um, George, i loved your i loved your anecdote i think the only thing that would be more brave than your anecdote would be me washing my hands in the middle of your story <laughs> i have to say i it truly that is and i i mean this in the best possible way
0: that is a very like ch- i i would say that is a very like charming
2: you thing to do that, <laughs> it is me it's that is, very that is very peak true. It is peak Drew Anderson. I was just like, I I, you, I don't know. I was like, I just, my, my hands felt gross. I was like, I need to just rinse them, but... To, to rinse, rinse your hands without again. muting in the middle of a podcast
0: recording is one of the most iconic Psycho. things anyone has ever done.
2: <laughs> it's really iconic and psychotic. Uh, yeah, I realized that. I was like, should I do this? I did have a moment where i was gonna stop myself but i didn't well that's know, almost we worse
0: are. i mean i would i i, think I know if you were just kind of like in the zone and you weren't thinking then i would have excused it but for you to stop and say should i do this and then decide ultimately yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know i also want to say for the listeners at home uh, another drew thing that drew did was he was wearing a shirt and he rapidly changed. I don't even know when you changed, but you changed in like a one second period. And we said, Did you just change? And he said, Yes. And tell, tell our, our readers why.
2: I spilled salad dressing on my t shirt. It smelled. <laughs> and
1: that felt so, so drew. So, drew. so drew. That's so
2: Drew. That's so Drew. That's so funny. Yeah. So Drew. I did.
1: How? Yes. Hi. Uh, hi. How are you?
2: I'm okay, you know, um, I'm okay. My anxiety has been um, at an all-time high, but today I feel a little less, you know, a little less anxious. I'm happy to be talking to you, both.
0: I oh. feel that my anxiety,
2: it's like everything
0: else that would prop up your anxiety is like, I feel almost mellow in every way except I'm only driven by the residue of anxiety. Like there's nothing, there's nothing even yeah. to warrant the anxiety. It's just that is my only driving force.
2: Yeah, I, my brain will find things to obsess over, even if it's, you know, something ridiculous. So that's been my constant struggle. But like, this week was pretty good. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't as bad as usual. Here's, here's one thing. I, I, we often, I feel like you, we you know, when live comedy existed, we hosted a show together called yes. TV for They're years, there. even. Mm-hmm. And um, you and Marsha were always freaking out about everything. And you were always mm-hmm. like, you are so... You, you would uh, accuse me of being chill. And I would say, I'm actually not that chill. <laughs> because you guys are fucking bonkers.
2: <laughs> I know, that's fair. No, that is very, very... That is very, very fair. And I, I think that we were both just... I wouldn't say accuse you because that's aggressive. It was more so that we were like enamored and impressed by you because I think Marsha and I are cut from the same cloth and I hate to make it about being Jewish cuz everyone has anxieties not just, you know, Jews, but like I think Marsha and I are very much similar in that way. And I think it's
1: you know some some inherited stuff. Some of my my favorite things that you I like when you would get annoyed at the temperature in the, <laughs> in Union okay. Hall. That was my Okay, favorite. but, but that is valid.
2: Can we discuss temperature and comedy for a second? Can we, do we have this? There space? is literally no know
0: conversation more relevant to our age than
2: temperature in comedy venues right now. <laughs> With everything going on right now, I'd like to talk about temperature and comedy. Um, it's important to have a, have have a you know a cooler space cuz comedy doesn't work when it's too warm it's so, so, so whenever you go union whenever, whenever cuz that's all you're thinking about is being warm it's like i barely listen to people when they're on stage if it's hot i'm not going to listen to anything i used
0: to host a show in boston that was in a back room that did not have any kind of ventilation and so Ooh, over the summer we would literally just have three fans at three different corners all blowing wind towards the center and everyone was sweating and it's like at that point why are you why bother yeah like if you have to yeah, it, it's like at some point maybe you're not meant to be hosting a comedy show in this room
2: yeah i just think like uh, i don't know comedy is so hard and there, there's like there's so many things that are not in your control that it's like if you can control the the temp <laughs> If you can control the temp, then do
1: it. Can I just say it? Yeah, that is so true. Also, I want to circle back to um, George. Every time you mention that you used to do comedy in Boston, I literally—you literally—you short circuit. You can't handle it. I, 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 I think with you, I have like I am guilty of Boston erasure where I really try to delete that part of your identity, and I think that is really unfair.
0: Well, it is a part of my identity that, uh, listen, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, I lived in Boston for only two years of my life. It just happens to be where I started comedy. So in some ways, it's, it's not part of my personality, but in other ways, it is very central to it because that's like where I learned
1: how to do stand-up. So Boston's like your Brooklyn.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I'll say this.
0: I do hold a certain kind of, um, I do have a certain amount of pride in terms of the fact that I started doing comedy somewhere that has a normal comedy scene and not, you know, (laughs) immediately like getting on stage and just like singing a Broadway song.
1: Wait, are you talking about New York? Yeah. Okay, we have a normal comedy scene too. We have a normal comedy scene. I Wait, is that what you think of? Is that what you
2: think of New York comedy, George? I, no, all I'm saying oh is like, God. have you seen
0: people that like? I think people that start that are like 22 or something and start yeah. in Brooklyn are at a disadvantage because they never learn the basics of like joke writing. Oh, but oh, I think, absolutely. I
1: think we get a really weird like our sample size is bizarre because like the the Broadway comedy like overlap started really recently. And I like before that also, it was like also,
2: stuff. honey, they're not on Broadway. I think Broadway's a little generous. <laughs> you're just saying <laughs> people no. The who Broadway
0: say. stuff <laughs> meaning people who like want to be on Broadway but are weirdly like doing oh, oh, comedy. Oh, oh,
2: oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, yes I mean, I do think uh,
0: ugh, I, you know what we can't. I was about to now talk about LA, and we can't. I actually would rather shoot myself in the eye. Yeah.
1: No, talk about LA.
0: Ugh. No, I'm just saying it's even <laughs> worse to start in LA.
1: Can you imagine starting in LA? Um no. I think I don't think they actually like have a scene at all. No.
0: One time last like, time I was in LA, like... someone that's literally like a respected comedian with many specials did an entire set about like doing punch ups on a movie and like that
1: like oh, yeah. that was the baseline of it. Yeah. Um wait. Is this boring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good to check in. It's good to check in. I think it's so important sometimes when you're recording a podcast to see outside Sorry. of yourself and be like, wait, yeah. am I being really is boring? This boring?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's always good to check in. I don't think it's boring, but maybe it's boring to the listeners who don't do comedy. Drew, maybe... you live with two lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Yeah. How is that? Explain that. Okay. Yeah. Pivot. What was, how is that? Yeah. Changed my entire life. Yeah. For the absolute best. It does seem like it has been good for you. It's been really good for me. I mean, luckily I've had mostly good living situations in New York, barring a few. But, like, living with two women who are married and are a really great example of just, like, a loving couple who supports each other is, like... It's amazing. I didn't know they were it's amazing. They're married. Yeah, Laura and Kate. They're they're married. <laughs> Live with them. <laughs>
1: In I, Bushwick. Love, I love that you drop their Kate. names as if we'd be like, Oh, <laughs> Laura Kate. oh Kate. yeah, yeah Laura and Kate. Oh, yeah, I know I know they're married.
2: Yeah, okay. Totally <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Laura and Kate, babes. Um, they're yeah, they're they're married. Uh, they're so great. They're just like you know, it's it's they really take care of each other. They've t- they took care of me during quarantine and still do. We cook together. We hang out a lot. They're great. So, which of them do you think
0: is the Ellen and which one is the Porsche?
2: <laughs> That's a great, great question. Um, yep. I actually think, I think that, uh, no, I won't answer that actually. I'll, that'll be a Oh wow, Pleading the, oh, wow. Awesome. The Pleading the faith. Uh, oh wow, awesome. Pleading the faith
1: George, I actually, in your relationship, which one is the Ellen and which one is the Porsche?
0: I guess yeah. that's I mean I this is something let me think I mean I don't want to speak too soon mm-hmm. But I do sure. think something that I have been enjoying about my current relationship is that both of us are able to switch back and forth between being like the star and the
2: supporter. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's so great. That's vital
0: it's such a like i feel like it's such a um what's the what's the balancing act i guess and so far it is working well and that's honestly something i didn't i feel like that's like such a uh an unspoken problem with many people we know that are both kind of like working in creative fields or are attempting yeah. to have any kind of public profile and dating each other is that there can only be one person that's that gets
2: attention right right yeah I, I think know. i think for yeah i mean i think that i've also witnessed that with with my roommates too um they're very much there's there's like a really nice uh give and take in that regard um and they're not even in the arts it's just that's that's what i witness. witnessed it's really oh well really then i don't nice really want to hear anything else about them. <laughs> <laughs> industry only i mean to be gay what are they, they an not- accountant
0: and a dentist Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be gay and not not in, in the, the arts. arts is hard. It's, it's it like really know. is. I mean, that to, it is one of those things where you're like, well, maybe, I, like, you didn't really get the assignment.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like, okay, your internalized homophobia is, like, tearing your life to shreds. Every time
0: I read something that's like the first <laughs> gay doctor, I'm like, this is so hateful. Like, why do you yeah. not feel secure enough in yourself to be an old comedian?
2: Yeah. Well, actually, I will say... I will say that they are like both artistic and and uh kate is an amazing singer she gives voice lessons laura's hilarious she's really funny so it's like they have a little touch you know stop
0: defending them
1: you <laughs> <laughs> also you you should know in the year 2020 it is a slur to call people a little artistic
2: I know. I as the words left my mouth, I was like, "You can't say that. You can't." say... <laughs> if someone ever was like George a little, is a little, a little artistic, artistic, I'd kill myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is really so sad. It's like just yeah, stink. you're right. It's, oh, oh, it stings. Is Ouch.
2: that is that going to be the name of this episode? So artistic. So artistic. Uh, a little artistic. Wait, I like that as a slur though. Like
0: to to kind a little of hide if you're saying something negative about someone and wink and be like, uh... "Oh yeah, I've I've met um I've met." Uh, Kayla, she's a little artistic.
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean, it definitely is like a gay... It feels like it's calling someone like Light in the Loafers or something. Yeah. Wait, my favorite tweet of
0: all time is... um, It's this tweet um, that goes... uh, uh, Wait, it is... (laughs) Vaccines... So what if vaccines scenes make your kids artistic? That doesn't always mean they're gay. <laughs> I know. George, that's one of mine
2: too. It's so good. It's literally like one of my
0: favorite tweets ever written.
1: Wow. It's so good. Um, reciting tweets on our podcast. Stop it. I, I knew you were going to fucking. The I knew you were going to go for me. Just, I never thought I'd see the day. You know what? what? Was I'm one?
0: grasping at straws. I'm trying. Listen, I was not expecting my subletter story to land with such a thud. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'm just like, oh, what if a little artistic was a slur? What if I recite a tweet? Just let me try. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, I'm sinking. It's like that scene in, um, you know, Get Out, where he goes into the sunken place.
1: Except there's no racial allegory. Yeah. Yeah. so it's not like Get Out at all if there's no racial allegory it's not like Get Out like- well did you think Get Out was about race
0: <laughs> I thought it was just kind of like a fun scary movie I love to be I love a, a little like thrill
2: just a little a little Allison Williams vehicle yeah I That's-
0: thought it was a really great role for Allison <laughs> Williams
1: <laughs> that is a. Um, I love that as a take. It's someone who's like, "Oh, I like. I just I don't didn't... even see race in it. It's it's just a fun yeah. film. Like we don't have to make it about that. Don't like, so everyone needs
0: to, to stop politicizing the work of Jordan Peele?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly
0: just making fun yeah. horror movies I mean that that um yeah. that other movie he did Us. I mean that was kind of a classic Universal um, tale of family drama
1: so true. So true. And, you know, the internet these days is always trying to politicize everything. It's so annoying.
0: And he has said Um, himself, please don't, (laughs) when you see my movies, please don't in any way associate them with politics or current events.
1: He's always, he's actually always saying that. (laughs) Um, I've got an idea. And I think I know what it's going to be. Let's do our first segment.
0: Drew, in our Ooh. first segment, we ask it's called Straight Shooters, and we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions where you have to choose one thing or the other thing. And it, the, the goal of this game is to gauge <laughs> your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture, and yet you are not allowed to ask any further questions about how the game works or any clarifications. And also, um, now we can begin.
1: Sam? Okay. Blink-182, Sum-41, or TI-89?
2: All right, TI-89, the calculator?
1: Yes. Venture capital or private equity? Venture capital. Having a best man at your wedding named Shane, or having a best man at your wedding named Gavin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Shane.
0: Provocateur, entrepreneur, or restaurateur?
2: <laughs> uh, restaurateur.
0: Bootcut or painter's jeans?
2: Painter's jeans.
0: <laughs> okay, spelling folks with an X or spelling women with a Y? Women with a Y.
1: Old man in the sea or old navy?
2: <laughs>
1: um. Old Man in the
0: Sea. Wow. Duolingo or Duolipa. <laughs>
2: Duolipa.
1: Wow. wow.
0: Now we have to rate you on a scale
1: of one to 1,000 dubs. Sam, what do you think? I think it is um, <laughs> 492 dubs. Correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> decent, decent. Uh, uh, Drew, how does that make you feel?
2: I mean, on that scale, you gave me 492. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like pretty bad. Yeah, it's not great.
1: No, you're fake. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. Drew, were you a good student?
2: I was a really good student. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. Good? I was um
1: Did you just yeah, say really because Sam? I, <laughs> he was a really good student? Yeah. Were you I a, good, was a really student? good student? Yeah, really? <laughs> 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 no, you, you meant it like really good? Yeah, because you said you were really yeah. good and I was like, whoa, he's not just good, he's really good? Well, yeah, because I was like, I like put,
2: I honestly, I put all of my energy into studying and and I was president of my high school and I worked really hard because I was just like so deeply in the closet. Whoa. That's how I,
1: Yep, I do think, you know, shame really makes people good learners yeah exactly. Shame can be incredible in that regard. I think it that, can push you. <laughs> yeah. So many gay people are psychopaths in yeah. high school because they're you know that's all they can focus on is like yeah, g- working And
2: um, yeah, I just like kept I just kept moving, 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 moving because I was so anxious about being gay. It's so
0: interesting that you go from being um, not you uh, gay people in general. you go from being <laughs> kind of an overachiever in that way and then you come out and then you're like. Well, now I have to think about um, t- like T-shirts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what do you mean?
0: I mean, like, like think about like your body, like just all the things that you were avoiding because you were like, well, I can't even think about my
1: physical form. Now suddenly, yes, you're that's, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a big overcorrection, I think. When, there's an overcorrection, he... but then
0: people are like. But
2: then people take it too far in the other direction, which is why I think you should just stay in the closet. (laughs) That's ultimately, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) I I think you should just keep letting that shame propel you because it might lead you to better things than coming out.
1: Yeah, you could be like a mayor. (laughs) I mean, do you think Pete Lujic would be where he is right now if he was not closeted forever? Yeah, I, I would say he probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and, and it's even sadder that where he is right now is, like, not even that good. He's in Indiana.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's true. He's in Indiana, honey. That's true. Would you rather be... But he did just sign, he did just sign with CAA, though. So we, oh, we you know, we have head. to celebrate Has that. Has
0: Kamala signed with <laughs> CAA yet? <laughs> What'd you say? What if Kamala was announced as a VP pick, and then the next day, the next announcement was like, and she signed Gersh. with CAA! <laughs> <laughs> she signed with Gersh. <laughs>
2: That's the next, yeah, I would lo- I would die for that. Yeah. Does, does CAA also represent
1: Chaston or? I'm sure, babe. I think they do. I, would, a, I think they you know, they have the same reps. Do you, think, do you think Pete was like, no, we have to have the same reps? And do you think Chaston was like, well, I really, like, the UTA agents were much nicer and I really felt like a connection with them.
2: I think it's, I think they probably both, both went with CAA. I mean, What's you okay? got to go with
1: the best, right? If you're going to do
0: it. <laughs> I wonder who represents Chaston's ghostwriter. Uh-oh. Oh.
1: Wait, you know who did that? Do you know? You know, yes, right? Yes,
0: I know. Oh, that's right. I didn't mention it on our podcast. I mentioned it on a different podcast, but I know who wrote who ghostwrote Chaston's memoir, but I can't say it. What?
1: What happens if you say it?
0: I can't. I mean, it's someone that people it. know. It would literally my life would be over.
1: Aaron Jackson it's Aaron Jackson wow yes <laughs> friend
2: of the pod wait that's crazy what is it I like is it just the is the book just about his life
1: yeah it's a memoir true awesome. um it's called a memoir it's a type of Look book that's about someone's life I don't <laughs> yeah, know Yeah, maybe you've read you. bossy
0: pants by Tina Fey <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> honey yeah. I love
0: bossy pants does that ring I a bell
2: yeah it ring- sure does Okay. Thank you. Okay. We
1: need to talk about. Okay. Bossy Pants is the Lizzo of books.
2: Oh my God. That that's so such, a, it,
0: such an intense accusation. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can
2: you? Wait. Elaborate. Elaborate.
1: Okay. About. It's one of those elaborate things about. that like people were obsessed with, like truly, genuinely obsessed with for like a year. And it was like, of course, that's, we all agree this is inherently good. And then like something turned and it became like sort of the punchline and like symbol of like, lame and basic but
0: in my mind Tina Fey is lame and or like sorry I would not actually posit that but the the idea of Tina Fey has there has been backlash to it in a very different way than Lizzo like with Lizzo the backlash is that people think she's corny whereas with Tina Fey the backlash is that people think she has like blind spots in her comedy
1: I agree I'm talking I'm literally not talking about Tina Fey I'm talking about bossy pants as a work okay (laughs) okay (laughs) Okay, so but I also think like I also think the
2: difference is like I think people have since learned things about Tina Fey, and and I think that helps like in now inform your decision about her and her book. Whereas Lizzo, it's like I think it's more so the annoying fans who have have uh, informed how we feel about her. Don't you think?
1: And you know, I you know I come from I guess a different background. I feel like. The, the, the most of the joy of making fun of Bossy Pants, not Tina Fey, Bossy Pants, is sort of, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an anger at like the fans of like UCB and sort of like yes, lame yes. improv student style person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I actually, and then what you? I don't think it's her politics that is turning people off. I think it's the fans too. You think I, it's I, the actually, fans.
0: I guess I wasn't aware of that Bossy Pants had such a vocal backlash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think bossy pants. it's it's not that it has a backlash it's just become i feel like a go-to punchline yeah. yeah again
0: i do think that might well, be in our own micro community
1: <laughs> no my my experience is universal I, oh I'm, okay <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's I'm like literally like
0: during the presidential debate everyone's like well i'm he's the bossy pants of candidates it's like biden talking <laughs> about trump <laughs> Don't yeah. you? It's I just like this universal to...
1: punchline. Yeah, uh, i I do hate sometimes being like, "Oh, right, I'm like in a very specific sect of people." Like, I yeah. I'm always like, "No, my ideas are <laughs> the ideas." Yeah, are but everyone. like. Yeah, but like, there's
2: specifically with like improv and sketch. It's like we, I was drinking the Kool Aid. I know you were too, Sam. We were all like very excited in in that world. Oh, but it's like there's been, honey. There was a real, there was a reckoning, and then we were like all embarrassed. (laughs) Uh, Whereas I never had
0: to have a reckoning when I was performing in Louis C.K.'s home club in Boston, Massachusetts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So our topic today yeah. is, I oh, is um, prom. Did you have a um, realization
0: yeah. mid-sentence there, Sam?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was thinking a little out loud. I was like, wait, what is our topic today? Uh-huh. It's prom. <laughs> it's prom. Uh, it's prom, which is a dance that high schoolers go to when they're juniors and seniors. Okay, sure as
0: someone who did not go to high school in the country of the United States... Can you to explain to me what prom is?
2: Yes. So it's just the big end of, the, of like the year dance. Like, usually it's... Every school is different, but usually there's just one big prom. It's your senior prom. So the seniors go. Sometimes there's junior prom. I don't know how it was at your school, but we only had senior prom.
1: Oh, yours was exclusive. Mine was extremely inclusive. It was juniors and seniors. Oh, um, okay. Yeah,
2: you could go. Like, if a senior brought you to prom, you could go.
0: Well, Um, of course. So was that a big political thing where there were like girls that were or guys even who were like freshmen and sophomores and they were going to prom and they were like the cool ones?
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. If you got invited to prom before your junior year, you were like hot shit. Like, I went three.
2: I went three years in a row. That is, I I imagine one of
0: the few nice things about being gay in high school
1: is you get invited to prom? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Drew, why were you being invited so often? Because, like, I was just, in high school, I was just, like, very
2: visible because I was doing all these clubs and I was nice and closeted. So I think people just, like, just knew who I was and knew that I was nice and easygoing. So I think, like... You know, I did a lot of theater, you know, I knew a lot of, of straight women, so they all just invited me. Like, I think that I was just kind of like a safe choice.
1: You were their <laughs> little pet.
2: I was their little pet, you know? There was no expectation to do anything, you know, it was just like, I was this kind of sexless, sweet boy,
1: <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Um, you know? Did you have fun when you went? Um, like I, I
2: remember having fun, but I also remember being uncomfortable because it's like you're, you're there and I felt like I felt a little bit strange because it's this, you know, huge moment for this senior and I was just like, I'm, I don't know any of these other people and I was just kind of standing there, but yeah. and I also did, I also did drink a lot, which is, you know, not a huge surprise, but I'm not a big drinker. So I, <laughs> I just got like real, real drunk, real drunk.
1: So these, was it like we're going as friends, or was there like a little bit of like, well, it's it's romantic, like like. Okay,
2: so, let's see. I went with my best friends, uh, my best friend Josh's sister Jody, um, when I was a sophomore. God, to name your kids Josh
0: and Jody, that is so wholesome.
2: (laughs) Drew and Josh and Jody. Yeah. Yeah, that is wholesome. (laughs) Um, And then. So there was no expectation there cuz like she felt like my family and then my junior year, I went with my cousin. Ella.
0: No. Oh, my God. <laughs> my second Drew, cousin. The fact that oh, you no. went to prom three times in a row is seeming less and less cool the more details I hear about it. Yeah, you,
1: <laughs> really, you really dropped yeah. that as if you were, like, a hot away, and like, it's like not, you know, to brag,
0: a not to brag, but I went to prom six years in a row. We were with my mom. One, I was alone, and no one invited me.
2: And one, I was actually a shepherd. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was you the know, caterer of two years. I was <laughs>
2: yeah. the ca- no, I, I went to a I went to one um, on Long Island with my cousin because she needed a date. Um, and I can't. It is help a little but
1: sad. Add, like, yeah, what was her deal? Bringing her cousin to prom? Wow, her deal her. was like,
2: <laughs> yeah, Sam. Her deal was she didn't she didn't have anyone to bring. She knew I was nice. And, uh, you know, we'd have a good time. And so she asked me to come. So I did. And it was, like, totally fine. And I I, I did feel a little bit bad. But, like, also, you know, sometimes you don't have a date. Sometimes you need help. You know, a recurring wow. theme in, in these stories, Drew, is how nice you think you are. <laughs> and in my experience, <laughs> you're a huge bitch. <laughs> I know. I, well, it's funny that you say that because I think I present... I, I get off on the fact that I present as nice. Me too. But, yeah, I think when you get to know me, I definitely have a bitchy side and I can be a little biting. But I don't really like to let that out for just just anyone, you know? Yeah. yeah. I,
0: mean, I feel the same way. I think that is, honestly, one of the most beautiful parts of being gay is um, mm-hmm. presenting as nice and then being literally a depraved Monster. <laughs> exactly.
2: it's like Yeah. You can choose. You 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 can choose who your family is, and you can also choose who you're going to be a bitch to, mm-hmm. or who you're going to let exactly. see your bitch. And in. it
0: is everyone, depending on the audience. I,
2: exactly.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun to be like like I also am like I'll be mean to people, and I'll be like <laughs> sort of um bitey, and like I yeah. also will be like kind of nasty sometimes, and I'll be like like present like slutty or gross and I'm like this is fun because everyone knows I'm like a sweet boy. And I'm starting to be like, maybe not anymore. Like maybe I feel people the same could... <laughs> wait,
0: I I feel actually the same way. It's because I, because actually I think this is also similar to how like I was such a good student in high school. And then I think I just always had it in my mind like no matter what I do, I like identify as a good student. And then I slowly worked less and less hard. And then at the end of college I was like, wait am I, can I actually call myself a good student anymore? <laughs> or do I, or was I just a good student in eighth grade? And I right. think that's kind of how I feel yes. about being a nice person where I like, I think of myself as being very like kind and generous and, and helpful. And then I'm like, let's look at the facts.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit resting on our laurels. Uh, Definitely, and yeah.
0: It's like um, resting on our laurels because at one point we were so, uh, you know, deeply kind of like repressed that it, you know, it came yes. out in the very meek, um, yes. you know, quiet, nice, uh, yes. personality. And it's like, when was the last time I actually acted like that? Who knows?
1: <laughs> it's been years. It's
0: yeah, I
2: felt, I fall back into that with my family though. Sometimes I kind of fall back into that dynamic really easily. Wait, yeah, are you quiet true.
0: and nice with your family?
2: Do I act nice? Yeah very much so.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm like so well, I don't know. I mean, it's also like whatever. I I grew up in a very, like very loud fa- I, it just okay. it, it literally like all guards are down when I'm
1: home. I'm absolutely silent around my family. Really? Like are you silent? Yes. Like to the point where Misha gets like annoyed when we go visit my parents and he'll be like, "Why don't you talk?" And I'm like, "This is how I am with them." Like I just fully turn off. It's crazy. Wait, that's Why, so what crazy do you think too? that is? Uh, I don't know. I was always. I think it's a hard. I don't. I honestly don't know what it is because I don't think it's a good quality, and I like wish I could be more open and fun and myself. But I'm always very shut down when I'm around them. Wow. Um, wow. Well, wait, Drew. What family member yeah. did you take to prom your senior year? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so senior year was huge because I, um, <laughs> my best friend growing up, Allie. Um, we promised to each other when she moved to LA from New York in t- in uh, sophomore year that um, it was very dramatic. She was like, "I'm moving away. Let's promise to each other that I'll go to your prom in New York, and you'll come to my prom in LA." So you so went, I went to two. You did. So she flew a by
1: coastal prom. By coastal. by coastal prom. prom.
2: By coastal prom. She came to my prom um, and. Uh, you know in new york and then i flew to la <laughs> i have this to say so Drew, that does really make up for the rest of your problems the fact
0: that you had a bi-coastal prom in senior year yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean i know that i, I know the whole me going with my cousin through everyone for a loop <laughs> knocked me down a little bit but yeah this was like pretty crazy
1: i have a question do what is a corsage what is a corsage? That's the one that goes on the wrist or the one that goes in the shirt? It goes on the
0: wrist. But, like, I just remember that was one of those American things that once I found out what it was, I was like, oh, this country's – something's off here.
1: <laughs> I, I will say prom never feels natural. Like, it's not no. like, oh, here we go. Like, like, I do feel like like things like Christmas are bizarre, but they feel like you're like, okay, I've done this enough where this is, like, it feels normal to, like, put, like, ornaments yeah, on a tree but- or whatever but like prom what i think that like feels there's an
2: un, there's like kind of an underlying sadness with prom because it's like i feel like straight's especially like feel like it's their big moment because it's like i don't know if they'll have that moment again yeah <laughs> if that makes sense like yeah, maybe uh, maybe like, at their I, wedding yeah, at their wedding. That's why, like, straight people get really excited about these kind of things. But, like, I was never, it never was that exciting to me because I think in the back of my mind, I was like, this won't be my last time. Being <laughs> up. Well, and
0: like,
1: Drew, Do you know it's, it's you know, true that you
2: have actually kept going to
0: prom every year since graduating. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been
2: going. i you know. I've been going all kinds, and you always yeah.
0: bring. You always bring an age appropriate date. You go with someone of your, you know, same age as you that you're dating. Just you go to a high
2: school prom. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right.
1: I really wanted to. I think I was on the prom committee at one of my high schools because you know, I what thought does
2: that be,
0: entail.
1: So that is like the planning stages, and you get to like pick the theme and stuff. Oh and God i remember thinking it would be so funny to do like like i want to do like a funny theme uh like (laughs) like like shipwreck or something like i thought it would be funny to like (laughs) uh kind of you know put my little sam spin on it and make it a little bit weird and alternative comedy
0: i like that shipwreck was your example of making it a little weird
1: well, it was sort of playing with the form because it's, like, not that weird where it's, like, like they thought it was, like, pretending to be normal. Like, I was, oh, like...
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Like, it was, like, how funny yeah. would it be to be, like, shipwreck or, like, under the sea? And they're, like, ooh, that's fun. And I'm, like, you dummies. I'll yeah, like, in problem. your mind, you're, like,
0: oh, my God, they are
1: falling right into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if you roll up to prom and it's shipwreck theme? Come on. I,
0: think I have that's to awesome. say, I, I, it doesn't... I, no offense, but under the sea... First of all, seems completely normal to me
1: <laughs> George. people don't belong under the sea. This is an absurd premise, yeah, well, it's a theme,
0: just like a theme can be you know
1: um,
0: uh you know cowboys, but it doesn't mean you're going to get shot,
1: okay, genius yeah. genius george what um <laughs> yes. would, would your prom theme be okay yeah, that's a good question
0: so um I would say my prom theme would be
2: uh. The future. <laughs>
0: That's a good one.
2: Okay. Thank you. That's a good one. I think that I, whenever I think about prom themes, I always just think about never been kissed. What when was their do, like, It was like famous couples throughout history. Oh, my God. And everyone dressed. I thought it was such a good theme. Wow, silence. <laughs> I thought it was a great.
1: Okay. Well, if, if you were trying to, here's what I want to know. If you're trying to sabotage a prom, what is the theme okay. that you pick? Oh, I think yeah. actually the best, for, I think a really fun sabotage the prom theme would be um, airport. <laughs>
0: airport? Wait, in what way
1: are you trying to sabotage it? Like are you trying to sabotage like make it? Like, just like make it bad. Not sterile. Oh, okay. So just like, like what's the like,
0: worst theme you can think of?
1: Yeah. What's the worst? Okay, theme? I guess yeah. my worst um, theme would
0: be like something like racist.
1: Oh no, yeah. George. Not that.
0: I mean, then I would really sabotage it if I made the theme, you know, uh, problematic Halloween costumes.
1: <laughs> okay, that actually is a really good theme. Thank um,
2: you. Uh, the the school that was like the school that was right next to mine did like a colored theme um, for their for their prom. Wait. And God. they did yes, yes, and it was horrible. Wait. Horrible. I'm sorry. Like, the theme was like, colored. People wore, yeah, yeah, no, no. no. They they picked the, a specific color. It was I can't even remember. It was like they picked like it was like a purple color, and everyone had to wear purple. Oh, don't the exact. I
1: thought commercial. you were doing something like they did. Like literally, they were like, "Our prom is racist." No, um, no,
2: no, no, no. no. <laughs> no.
1: Um, well, that sounds awful too.
2: Yeah. The thing yeah.
1: also about prom is like the, the looks are always so bad, and no one even thinks they look good in the moment. They like they're like I like I guess girls think they look good and they're like prom dresses. I bet you
0: though that's changing because now everyone is being a fashionista on social media, and I feel like now kids that are eighteen are showing up in like you know supreme like (laughs) streetwear. Yeah. No, they wouldn't be let
1: in. There's a strict dress code to prom. Is there? Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) This is a sacred night for Americans. I have everywhere. to say,
0: I understand that the dresses are bad, but to me, there's nothing worse than the male outfit. Like when you see guys yeah, that right. have like a colored vest, like a powder blue yeah. vest, or like a flower that matches the corsage. It's really very sad. I
1: I don't think I don't know. For every gay person on earth, prom photos are like a weird blackmail. Like they're like just like a a stain on their past that can be dug up at any time. Yeah. Huh.
2: Like George, I mean like Drew, we could
1: literally it. ruin your life if we found these pictures of you with your cousin at prom.
2: Honey, yeah. I'll send them
1: to you, babe. I got no shame. <laughs> I'll send them. Oh the I'll black send them. not I don't care. I was gonna make you zell us seventeen hundred dollars in order to get <laughs> it. Oh me. my god, I'm trying to get past it. <laughs> No,
2: it's, yeah, I'm sorry, George. God, Um, that's crazy. I'm glad you got the
1: money, though. Thanks. We love that. We love that. Okay, here's my final question. Okay, okay. George, I guess you can't answer this. Yeah, no, it's only for Drew. (laughs) Drew, when you went to prom senior year, Do uh-huh. you remember what song came on that made you absolutely get buck wild?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Let me think. Hold on. Um, let's see. So this was 2004. I'm revealed. Oh, my gosh. You, you know, what, it, you know what? What? I know. I just revealed how old I am, but it's fine. You know what it was? What? There was two songs. It was um, <laughs> It was Christina Milian, Dip It Low. Yeah. I <laughs> fucking love oh, that's that song. a great song that's a hit it's such a good song, and it was a hit at that time, and also it was yeah by usher,
1: oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. everyone went gosh.
2: everyone went wild for that for yeah, specifically, it was yeah, like it was, one of those songs that just yeah, it was huge, yeah, it was huge. wait, Jake, can, can I through? actually
0: confess something? yeah, sure, when I was still living in New Jersey, there was at one point some kind of assembly where I performed in a parody of Yeah at, 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 under the rap <laughs> name Little George.
2: <laughs> <laughs> George? No. Like, I was the doing way. the Little
0: John part and then my friend, well, I mean, we haven't spoken in years, but um, my friend at the time, whose name is Asher, was, like, the Usher part and so when it was, like, usher, he was, like, Arsher. <laughs> wow.
1: Oh my God.
0: Okay, so so Class. yes, my other friend was named Nathan, and I guess just went with Nate Dog, even though it was ludicrous and not Nate Dog that was in that sh- song.
2: Wow. Yeah, two thousand four was a big was a big year for pop music.
0: Was that feel, that was the I'm year talking. of um, what was that Snoop Dogg song Avril. that everyone liked? Um, oh, it, like it, it was hot. drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. yes.
2: Yeah. That was a huge year, and also it was. Um, I mean, Usher just had a huge year. He, that was also the year of of Burn.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh that was like Confessions part 1 and 2. Yes.
2: Yes. It was yeah. also Avril Lavigne had a moment that year. I mean, it was She a- was like Yeah. And Ashley Simpson, too. <laughs> <And> who- <laughs> <laughs> that was her year. That was her year.
1: Oh my god. It's, it's, um yeah. George, do you think you understand prom now? Wait, I want to
0: say one thing. The other day I was like, okay, and sure. by the other day I do mean years ago. I said something. I was like trying to relate to someone by being like ironically liking Evanescence and being like, "Okay, Evanescence like did that." Ha ha ha. And then this yeah. friend of mine was like dragging me for for thinking Evanescence could even be appreciated ironically. And I had to say, "Actually, I think Evanescence can be appreciated ironically."
2: Oh hundred percent if you're
0: still in a place where you feel the need to shame someone for liking evanescence that means you haven't dealt with your high school
1: trauma that is it's true. true you're holding on to some form of power that is clearly based in high school
0: you have to agree I, that that song where she where the guy's like wake me <laughs>
2: up that's a good song oh that's that's a vibe <laughs> like evan that is a vibe
1: that's, that's like a vibe and then the vibe. ballad
2: where she's like uh <laughs>
0: what's the ballad where she's like Wait, I'm looking at that. I don't remember. I keep wanting to sing every time by Britney Spears. I keep wanting to be like, what's the one where she's is like, me. <laughs> I love that evanescent song. I love it. Wait, she, they should cover it. Wait, but you know what I mean. It's the one. Wonder- My Immortal. My Immortal. Like My Immortal is a classic.
2: Wait, how does it it's like, um I'm never none again, I can't breathe. It's like, <laughs> Drew, like what? That. <laughs> Drew, what? Drew, <laughs> what? You got the vibe of it. That's what Wait, it sounds like. Wait, hold on. Like. Let me like actually like, remember how it goes. I'm so tired of being. Oh here. yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. gonna sing the whole song. I mean, I'm looking at these lyrics and they're these insane. wounds
0: won't seem to heal.
2: Um, yeah. This pain this it's scene just is too just real. too real. There's <laughs> okay. just too much that time cannot erase. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's, sick. that's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's I'm a sorry. Hit. But I was if definitely doing. If you can't recognize dancing. that that's a hit, I mean, that's dark. I mean, yeah. No one should shame you for that. Absolutely I mean, not.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's something about growing up and being like, like letting go of the hate of like stupid music. Like, as soon as you're like, okay, no, I actually just am going to listen to Ashley Simpson. And it's not going to be, like, stupid. And it's like, why not? Like, who cares? But
2: also, like, also music has, like, especially pop music has gotten so terrible that it's like, to hear those songs, it's like, yeah, it's a little cheesy, but a lot of those songs are actually really good. (laughs) Like, I'm being serious. (laughs) Ashley Simpson, some of the, I mean, she's, I mean, laughable, but some good pop songs. I mean, it's true. Lala's a great pop song. Pieces of Me is a great pop song. It's a great pop song.
1: I do think it's so funny to um, be like, Pop music now is really bad. But back then, like to be like a like a grumpy dad about music, <laughs> yeah. but about like this shit. But it's Ashley about Simpson. Ashley Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> but, like now that was real music. Like <laughs> No, but I just
2: mean like everything's auto-tune and it's like when I listen to the radio now I'm like what is this? Yeah, yeah Ashley li- Simpson was singing live. <laughs> Ashley Simpson she was. was she's totally
1: incredible. <laughs> what if, like, we didn't? We
0: singer. just, like, didn't know that literally, Ashley Simpson is most known for lip syncing, and we kept being like, "I mean, no one sings live like Ashley Simpson anymore."
1: <laughs> she had the pipes, babe. She had the pipes. I know.
2: She had the pipes. <laughs> me. I, I don't know why she was my my go-to, but like, I mean, listen.
1: Can I also she's say got good, some
2: good songs? A yeah.
1: peeve of mine is when people are like, "Nope." I mean, it's just an incredible pop song. Like I feel like it's like people being like bro Oh my god yeah about... when people
0: try to be sciencey about it
1: Yeah it's like yeah, no it's yeah. like a great pop song It's like oh shut yeah. up it's dumb as hell just like all of them and I just love enjoy that. it
2: <laughs> Yeah 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 Well that was like literally what I just did <laughs> on this podcast
0: Okay here's what I will say You know what is a
2: great oh, pop song uh, Yeah by Usher
1: you know, that is just yeah. a great
0: pop song. It is. Song. That I it's would great... say that about yeah
2: by Usher. That it is just a <laughs> yeah, great yeah, pop yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really is. I mean the simplicity so of
0: him the chorus is just
2: yeah. I think I do that when I'm when I'm like feeling a little anxious about my love of it. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm like coming from science. from science.
1: There I is science.: little, to back me the up.
0: I agree with you, Sam, that it is annoying when people say things like that, but then other, other times there will be songs that are like bad pop songs, and you want to like make a distinction between that and like a good one.
1: I do think it's yeah. hard to tell, though, because even bad pop songs are like, I feel like with a, a little dose of irony, then it's like, well, now I actually love this Wait,
0: have you heard the new Jordan Sparks song "Red Sangria?" <laughs> I, I saw
1: no. that, like, I saw the 30second clip that people were sharing on Twitter. Like
0: that's iconic. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Wait, Drew, have you heard it?
2: No, I haven't. Okay,
0: we'll play it here. It's it's just. Hold on, let me find the lyrics. Red sangria. The lyrics are, oh, God damn it. Okay, well, <laughs> the lyrics are, you're drinking me up like a red sangria, drinking me up like a red sangria. <laughs> Signing you up. Yeah, it's a done deal. You're drinking oh, nice. me up like a red sangria. <laughs> no. Yeah, and that's a good pop song. It's
1: just an incredible pop song. That's a
0: good pop song. I mean, say what you will about pop, but that's a great pop song. That's a great that's... pop song. Wait, also, you know, that people say that, that it's like straight, it's like when randomly like a straight guy will be like, actually, Taylor Swift, like it, she's like a good like songwriter oh it drives me crazy you know honestly it's like, a little bit
1: we're kind of dragging like slate culture Gabfest fest people we, they that's exactly that. what we're
0: dragging and you know what
1: it's been a while since we've talked about the slate culture <laughs> Gabfest, which
0: may i may might i add has gone downhill since quarantine started uh, honestly and I have to say it is, you're
1: totally right
0: i am i agree it's literally like i totally agree do you listen to drew yes i do wow. oh my god thank god well why why don't we talk about that from the very beginning? <laughs> I
1: know. Our topic should have been slate culture gap fest. Should we should actually should do
0: either. we should do an episode just about the slate culture gap fest. <laughs>
1: I think that would be genius. Wait, um, yeah, it
0: has gone completely downhill, but they also are the kings and queens of having literally like a man on who's like, Taylor Swift is actually a pretty good songwriter. Like I, mean, yeah, and, I think, and then and then like very performatively being like her best
1: album. I'm like one of those people who liked reputation. <laughs> yes yeah, i listened to that episode that you are referencing exactly and it was that guy and he was like you know it's just a great she just writes a great song she's a great pop writer and you know say what you will about you know the topics that she's covering or, or her fan base but what she is she's a great pop writer it's just yeah, like shut up why does ever why, do, why do men feel they need to overcompensate it's, just shut up just shut up it's a stupid it's, it's a stupid song and it's fun well, because they did
2: yeah, they don't want to be. They, God forbid, someone thinks they're gay. Right. For just enjoying a song, you can just enjoy a song. You don't need to You know, now that it's no gay.
0: longer, now that it's no longer acceptable to be like she's a hot chick. The new version of that is that's a great pop song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: It's literally like
0: because you can't be uh, sexist now, you have to like make up some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To co- George that's
2: right you have to come at it you have to come at it from science. yeah it's like You're you have to just
0: science. say some Structure. bullshit just shut Structure. up yeah.
1: okay okay that is genius I think we should do our final seg okay um, Drew yes. our final segment is called shoutouts
0: and it is where we pay tribute to one of the biggest uh, crowning achievements of straight culture which is a radio shoutout and actually Sam I think I have one Okay, I think I have one too. Okay, what's up listeners? I want to give a quick shout out to the edible my sister gave me last night when I was jet lagged and it was at 3 a.m. And then I ate the edible at 3 a.m., was wide awake, and then at 5.30 when I was still wide awake, boy did I start tripping balls. And it happened (laughs) as I was, I'll say it, sitting on the toilet to pee. Uh And then I felt like I could not get up and also that the stream of pee was a, um, like a rope that was tying me to the toilet. And so then I finally did get up and went to bed. And then I slept for 10 full hours and woke up at 4 p.m. today. And then I had breakfast and recorded this podcast. Woo! Woo!
1: Wow. That's incredible. I'm sorry that happened. And also, congrats, I guess. I mean, it's fine. It was not, it it was not, I have to say, I hadn't ingested
0: uh, weed of any kind in definitely over a year. Maybe even two. Yeah, I'm not a big... Did Did you trip? I wouldn't say trip. I mean, I was exaggerating a little bit, but like, it definitely made me feel like a, you know. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. Drew actually gave me an edible over quarantine that um, was maybe the best day of my life. We, I was so oh my hyped, but in like the perfectly fun way. Oh, um, Sam, that I, makes me so happy. It was incredible. I felt, I felt great. <laughs> um, okay. Know? I'll do mine now. What's right. up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Yellow Gatorade. I am drinking one right now, and it is to die for. It is a classic vintage from, I want to say, 2007. Yellow Gatorade, the <laughs> thirst quencher. Yes, I woke up a little bit hungover. Who cares? I'm not a bad person. Sometimes I just like to get a little drunky-drunky. <laughs> um, and, and now I am recovering with a delicious nectar of Yellow Gatorade. Lemon, lime, baby. It is the of champions thank you and good night <whistles> <Woo. laughs> um, okay drew uh, go ahead hey what's
2: going on listeners just want to give a quick shout out to the large kombucha that I bought earlier yes. today Woo. at the grocery store down the street from where I'm currently plant sitting it was two times the regular size kombucha I left the grocery store and it I dropped it, it cracked. I tried to go back into the grocery store to see if they would refund the kombucha and they refused, which was absolutely insane. That is insane. Um, so I had to buy a new one, I brought it home. Um, I've been drinking it, it's been giving me horrible, horrible acid reflux, Aww. but it's good for my digestion. Um, and you know, gotta throw it to that. Gotta Woo! give it to that. Woo! Gotta raise the roof for um, probiotics. Yes. And then, we stand um, a probiotic.
1: We stand.
2: We stan a probiotics yeah. have since day one, especially with complicated digestive systems like my own. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew, what kind of kombucha is it? It's trilogy.
1: Uh-huh, the trilogy. Uh-huh. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. I don't know the brand. You know what I'm talking about. GT. Right?
1: Yeah. GT. I, guess, I know that that's one. my
2: fave. I also like lavender love.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: I like <laughs> um I like Hell Okay. And I I love like they have one that's like carrot blood orange something. Ooh, I, that sounds good.
1: I like the green green one.
0: I like green too. Yeah. Ooh. I mean for yeah. me the classic is always like lemon ginger. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love like a mm-hmm. like a you know like a carrot or beet
1: like, veggie-forward one like that? <laughs> um, I think when we're discussing the podcast flavors we like... Or the podcast flavors. The, the podcast, podcast flavors. flavors. <laughs> the kombucha flavors we like best, that's a sign that we are at the end of our Oh, my episode. God. So just to- <laughs> This
0: episode started with me telling a story that bombed and ended with me saying something so boring that you had to then point out that that's the sign that we have to stop recording.
1: Um, Drew, thank you so much for being here. It's been incredible. A pleasure, a real pleasure.